Good morning, sports fans. This is Garrison Talk Sports here on Anchor. And sorry, guys, I have not been posting a lot of content lately as I have been busy with schoolwork, family, etc. It's that time of year, I'm sure. Those of you who are uh, content creators on here who are also fellow college students understand uh, those winter deadlines are fast approaching. In any case, I wanted to make some a post today while I had a moment. Uh, and let's start off with UCLA basketball. Leangelo Ball and UCLA teammates apparently could face three to ten years in prison if convicted of shoplifting. Uh, there were reports that uh, authorities believe that the players shoplifted from a Luis Vuitton store near the UCLA team hotel outside of Shanghai. Uh, the Bruins are in China to play Georgia Tech on Saturday in the season opener. Uh, the reports say the players were arrested Tuesday after local law enforcement came to the team hotel and questioned both UCLA and Georgia Tech players before taking the three suspects away. ESPN first reported the arrests. Now, it has recently been also of note that the UCLA players have been released from jail on bond to the team hotel. However, they are not allowed to leave the team hotel until they are cleared of charges. Uh, the, the, out of all the places you could shoplift, China, North Korea, probably up at the top of the list of places you don't want to do that. Uh, according to uh, Yahoo Sports, uh, William Ni, a Hong Kong-based researcher of the Chinese court system, uh, said it's not uncommon for a defendant to wait 30 to 37 days before being officially indicted. Among those indicted, Chinese prosecutors enjoy a 99.2% conviction rate, according to his research. While it's unknown exactly what the players are being detained for, Chinese law calls for a fine and between three to ten years in prison for anyone convicted of robbing public or private property using force, coercion, or other methods. So, just a bad situation all in all for these guys to be in. Obviously, I'm suspecting they aren't going to play Saturday as a result of these charges, and we're just going to have to wait and see how this plays out. But again, just a boneheaded move by these guys. A lot of people are going to say, oh, they're college kids, they don't even know any better. Yeah, they do. Come on, but this is this is just silly, and they should be punished not only uh, assuming they get a slap on the wrist here by the Chinese government, they they should be suspended by the school or by UCLA, uh, not be allowed to play for at least a, a portion of the season. Um, so we're gonna have to see, like I said, how this plays out. Moving on, some sad news in the world of baseball and just just in general. Roy Halladay was killed in a plane crash in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, it looked like video was released of him flying dangerously, uh, performing acrobatic uh, flight patterns in the air. Some people on a boat were taking video of it, and they were they were very nervous watching his flight patterns. According to quotes from the the boaters, uh, it appeared to be hot dog in it in his plane in the moments before his crash, making extreme and unusual changes in altitude. Uh, they have obtained the footage from the boaters who say that the ex-MLB stars plane was going from 100 feet in the air to down to 5 feet and then back up again repeatedly. Uh, they were so shocked by the flying pattern, they pulled out their cell phones to capture the bizarre dips and rises. Moments later, very sadly, he crashed into the Gulf of Mexico. 
the boat full of witnesses raced over to the crash scene to see if they could help. But once they arrived, it was clear the pilot was deceased. Uh, and that pilot turned out to be Roy Halliday. Uh, it's just a sad, sad situation, especially because he, he was, you know, he survived by his wife and two sons whom he loved very dearly. And he was so well respected and, uh, around the world of baseball and the world of sports a very classy individual from what everyone said. And uh, our thoughts and prayers uh, go out to Roy Halladay and his family. Moving on, college basketball will be starting this Friday. It's the beginning of the regular season, and boy, am I excited about that. A lot of the top 25 teams will be in action this weekend. Duke, our number one Duke, and number two Michigan State among them. So it's just good to have college basketball back. Uh, we also look around, we see North Carolina taking on Northern Iowa, and that's actually a pretty good matchup considering Northern Iowa is one of those teams that always has that senior leadership on their roster. They don't have the one-and-dones like the big power programs we see spread across the face of college basketball. They have... A lot of talented players and year in year out so I'm curious to see how that one plays out uh, as North Carolina reloads and brings in a bunch of new talented recruits and while we have a sec I want to go on a little rant here about the state of college basketball I think something needs to change at some point where the NCAA and the NBA come together and say they have if you go to college you have to stay in school for at least three years and that way, uh, and also of note, if somebody wants to go pro, they can right out of high school. They should be allowed to do that. If someone is old enough to go off and fight a war for our country at that age, they should be allowed to go pursue a career in basketball if they want to right out of high school. I think the requirement of playing college first is ridiculous. Some players have found the loophole of just going straight over to Europe to play and then coming up to the NBA. We've seen that with Brandon Jennings. But a lot of cases, the players just wash out in Europe when they get over there and realize that, you know, they may not have the talent level. So, but in the end, that's their decision. You know, they're an 18-year-old, and if they want to go pursue that, they should. Um, as I was saying, but if you commit to go to college you should be locked in for three years. Not only will your game develop, uh, your brand will, scouts are gonna see that. We see guys like Dwayne Wade coming out mature and ready to face the rigors of an NBA schedule. Um, I just think it's better for not only the college game, but the NBA game as well, as far as development goes. What'll happen a lot for these guys who aren't ready to go to the next level, <clears throat> they're just going to wash out in the D-League. Um, they're going to make maybe make the roster for the preseason. Then that's it. They won't see any more action. So I, I really hope that down the road we see college and the NBA come together to make this rule change. And uh, both sides will benefit, in my opinion. Moving on. Uh, the college football playoff rankings came out again for the second time this year. And it has stayed the same in the top four. Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, then Clemson. That's your top four. Oklahoma stays where they are at number five, especially since they just defeated Oklahoma State in a shootout. 
Um, so they're still at number five. TCU comes in at six. Miami at seven. Wisconsin eight, which for Wisconsin, they finally have a chance here to build their playoff brand and hype as they get into the meat of their schedule here. They, are, they remain undefeated. Washington is in at number nine, Auburn at 10. Uh, and when we look at the uh, landscape of the top the top 10, things could be in for a shakeup. Georgia takes on number 10, Auburn, this week. Notre Dame takes on Miami. Uh, and Oklahoma plays TCU. So right there, those are some pivotal, pivotal matchups that we're going to be looking at this weekend. And we could be in for a major shakeup in the college football playoff rankings. So this is kind of why I'm not, I don't really understand why they come out with the rankings this early with so much of the season left and so much change bound to happen. We all know college sports, whether it be football or basketball, there's always bound to be some shakeups and some shockers, some upsets crazy things and that's why college sports is so awesome to me but in any case I think Notre or I think Georgia is gonna have a tough task on their hands it's shocking to see a number one team in the country not favored in their game against Auburn Vegas odds makers has Auburn with a 51% chance to beat Georgia whether that'll happen or not we'll see but they're in for a tough test so is Notre Dame. The Miami defense is extremely athletic and tough. Uh, whether Miami will have the offense to keep up with Notre Dame, we'll see. And then Oklahoma and TCU, that's going to be another shootout. Oklahoma's defense is the only thing that concerns me, as they just haven't been able to stop anybody who has the talent to keep up with them. Uh, that The Oklahoma State game I mentioned ended 62-52 to in favor of the Sooners. Last but not least, folks, it is NBA basketball time. We have Wednesday night basketball across the NBA. At least we have five games, that is. Uh, so the, I love this time of year. We have uh, college football, the NFL, and the NBA all in action at the same time. So you know you're at least going to be able to turn on the TV and see something happening in the world of sports. Uh, and today with the NBA, we have the Pacers taking on the Pistons. Lakers, Celtics, Timberwolves, Warriors, Knicks, Magic, and the Heat taking on the Phoenix Suns. Uh, out of those matchups, the Timberwolves and Warriors look to be the most intriguing and have the most star power, at least. With the Timberwolves, you obviously have Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler, and Andrew Wiggins going up against the Warriors, Steph Curry. Uh, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Kevin Snake Durant. Uh, excuse me, Kevin Durant, sorry. Uh, this, yes, I think Kevin Durant's a snake, those of you who are wondering. Uh, I just just don't like the guy. In any case, let's keep my opinions out of this. Uh, that's going to be a fun game tonight. The way the Warriors have been playing as of late, I really like them to come out on top, considering they're at home as well. Uh, the Timberwolves have just been pretty inconsistent thus far this season. And that's the thing many people are wondering. Is Coach Tom Thibodeau the guy that's going to lead this franchise to the promised land or even to the playoffs for that matter? They seem to always... He's a great defensive coach and a great defensive mind. But when it comes down to it, he, he never really did anything with those great Chicago Bulls teams he had. They made it to the playoffs made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, if I remember correctly, and just couldn't get the job done, even with all that talent he had. So many are waiting to, seeing, to see if 
we're going to be looking at the same thing with this very talented uh, Minnesota Timberwolves club. Is he going to waste that young talent? So that we're going to have to wait and see. This is one of those games that could help build that brand. Obviously, it's early in the season, so a lot of these games don't have too much bearing on what we're going to be looking at closer to crunch time. But in any case, it's always fun to see. Uh, the Pacers and Pistons, that could be an interesting matchup as well with the way the Indiana Pacers are playing since that trade of Paul George. Sabonis and Oladipo have been playing fantastic basketball, especially together. They've been uh, working well hand-in-hand, hand, and the Pacers are off to a decent start as a team. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can keep that going. Uh, right now, they're just under 500, but they've been playing good basketball. So... Uh, but then again, so are the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're in at 4-6 and six right now, having dropped two straight. One to the Trailblazers, one to the Kings. Um, so who won the trade? I'm sure the Thunder will come out on top towards the end of the year once they figure out their offensive struggles, uh, and they'll go from there. The Knicks and Magic. Who would have thought that at this point in the season, the New York Knicks would have a record of six and four and so would the magic these two teams are in the top half of the eastern conference granted it's the eastern conference not a lot of star power out there right now and not a lot of teams have really separated themselves you have the celtics at nine and two who have had a fantastic start they've won nine straight you got the pistons at seven and three and then you have a bunch of teams at five and six uh, and six and four so the Knicks, Magic, are right in that mix. And how about the play of Kristaps Porzingis? In 10 games, he has 300 points. 10 games, 300 points. He's averaging 30 a game. And the way he's been leading these Knicks is exciting and fun to watch. So he's obviously taken this responsibility of it's his team now to heart. And he is leading these, the, these Knicks to some exciting wins over some good competition. Uh, they already have a win against the Cavs under their belt. Uh, and the, the Cavaliers, let's talk about them. They're struggling at 5-6 and six right now. LeBron James is literally having to carry the team through the season thus far. He had a 57-point outing against the Wizards in Washington not that long ago. Uh, we assume they're going to fix their struggles, but early on, this team just has not looked the same. J.R. Smith having career lows. I think he was averaging two points a game at one point. So hopefully they figure out their offensive struggles. Um, in any case, let's take a look at any of the other games of interest tonight. You got the Lakers and Celtics. I'm going to see Lonzo Ball in action. So we'll see how he does uh, going forward. That's all I got for us today, guys. Uh, I'll always remind you to tune in to our uh, Facebook page, uh, You Pick It. Spelled exactly like it sounds. I can use more likes, more followers on there. Uh, people who want to comment and be active on the page. So if you're interested, tune in there. We'll be posting all the best games, all the best news stories, and uh, do our best to cover uh, the games you guys want us to cover. Uh, and usually we'll cover the marquee matchups uh, spread across the country. Uh, we do have our biases. Uh, myself, I'm a huge Washington State, San Antonio Spurs, Seattle Seahawks fan. Uh, my my co-manager, Josh Stemrick, huge Cowboys fan, huge Boston Celtics fan. So you'll be hearing our biases in it. But in the end, that's what sports is about. You know, pick a team and follow them uh, through thick and thin. 
Uh, if you're a fan of a certain player and you follow him wherever he goes, well, you're just not a sports fan. No, I'm kidding, kidding. Uh, to each their own. But uh, as I was saying, just just give our page a like. You know, I'm sure, and I, I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Uh, and then tune in for uh, more sports updates here on my page. Again, I will do the best I can to uh, update our page, or excuse me, my station with the best sports coverage I can. It is that time of year though, with a lot of deadlines coming up in school, so you may hear a little bit less from me than I than I'd like. But it is what it is. I gotta gotta have my priorities, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for the sports coverage coming up. Again, NBA action spread throughout the week. College basketball uh, is starting to inch closer. College football Friday and Saturday, and then the NFL Thursday, uh, Monday, and Sunday. So I'll do my best to keep on track with that. Thanks for listening, those of you. Uh, Tune in, and uh, this has been Garrison Talk Sports here on Anchor. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, guys.